Hello guys and welcome back to another episode of Political Pill. Stay tuned, I've got a great episode for you today. We're going to be talking about the Labour Party. We're just going to go through their origins, some of the political impact they've had and the drawbacks. And then we're just going to wrap it all up by looking at the current and present situation with Mr Keir Starmer and the Labour Party. All right, so uh, for the origins, let's throw it back here. Yeah? Take it to the 19th century. England is an extremely poor country and the government did more or less nothing to help the people. You know, it's an economic principle known as laissez-faire, which is French for leave it be. And it's, it, it really all it means is, you know, you man, take care of your own finances, take care, you know, just let it worry about itself, you know, wealth will trickle down. And the government's responsibility was just to protect from invasion and maintain law and order. And the rich wanted things to stay that way, as you could imagine, you know, funding all these social welfare programs, things like that means an increase in tax. And, you know, rich people have never been extraordinarily fond of taxes, have they? Uh, and at the time, the perception of poor people was just, you know, it's almost inhumane. They're just like, yeah, it's sad, they're poor, they can't eat, they're starving, it's cold in their house and it's dark, but it's peak, you know, it's inevitable. They almost had an attitude of, there's nothing you can really do about poverty. These guys, you know, they're just going to be poor forever. But fortunately, there were socialists and trade unions who were becoming more and more prevalent. And they knew that if they wanted to really change the way things work in Britain, they had to get themselves into parliament. So in 1900, they put together some funds and they set up the Labour Representation Committee, which, you know, birthed the official Labour Party in 1906. And they were official part of Parliament and all that stuff. Interestingly, there have actually only been six Labour Prime Ministers to date. Those are Ramsay MacDonald, Clement Attlee, Harold Wilson, James Callaghan, Tony Blair and Gordon Brown. We've got to take a quick look at some of the things these different prime ministers have done with Labour and some of the policies they've introduced to England. So in the 1920s and 30s, we have Mr. Ramsay MacDonald. He is the first ever Labour leader to win an election. And his efforts and all the leaders prior to him managed to make Labour the favoured choice over the Liberal Party. Because we got to remember, obviously, at the time, you know, there was the Liberal Party <clears throat> and they appealed to a very similar demographic as Labour, which is basically anyone who is not rich, because it's like the Tories were favoured by the rich, because they just kept things the way they are. And these guys, they tried to do things for poor people, it was one of those ones, but Labour actually made them the favoured choice over the Liberal Party. And since 1922, Labour has either been the party in power of official opposition. So just deep that for a second, guys. That means since 1922, it has only been Labour or Conservatives in power. You know, Ramsay MacDonald, my guy, he was, he was putting some serious seats in the building. He's the one who really let Labour become what it is today. He built them foundations solidly. Then the Tories were in power for a bit. And then in the 1940s and 50s, we have Clement Attlee, the second Labour Prime Minister. You know, in the 1940s, we already know there was World War II, guys. And Labour actually served the wartime coalition. Follow And, and following the, the wartime coalition, Mr. Attlee became the Prime Minister. And that, that Labour Party campaigned to extend the government's responsibility to combat the quote-unquote 
five giants of evil in society, which are squalor, ignorance, want, idleness, and disease. And in 1948, they set up the NHS. So as you can see, guys, there was actually a time when politicians followed foreign promises. Matting. In fact, Labour actually vowed to protect the NHS. And then, you know, the Conservatives were in power for a bit. And now we're back to the Labour in 1970s. And we have Harold Wilson and James Callaghan. In the night, you know, one after, it was Harold Wilson, then James Callaghan. Uh, and these guys came into the game with some serious smoke. They, they, they were there to put policies in the building and really, really just changed the way things were going. They ended the death penalty. They decriminalized homosexuality. They made racism illegal. Uh, they established the Open University and they also executed the Equal Pay Act for men and women. And then it was the conservatives for a bit. There was Margaret Thatcher, them things there. And then in the 1990s and early 2000s, Labour come back in power. And we have Tony Blair and the Gordon Brown era. And, you know, and, Tony, and they went through a rebrand. You know, the Tony Blair campaign promised a new Labour, which will revitalise British policy. And to be fair to them, guys, they put their money where their mouths were. They had record investment into public sector fields like the NHS, the police force and education. They introduced the minimum wage. They introduced civil partnerships. They also brought in the Equality Act, the Human Rights Act, and cancelled debts that the poor country that poor countries owed the UK. And this one was an interesting fact, actually. I did not know this. They initiated the world's first climate change act. So to be fair, you know, Labour guys, they, they, they weren't too bad when they had the power. They, they do get to serious action. But that was actually the last time we've had any Labour Prime Ministers. It's been over a decade now. But I just wanted to give some honourable mentions, you know, in the 2010s, you know, which is where most of us were probably more conscious of politics. We had the, bo the old boys, Ed Miliband and Jeremy Corbyn. I just wanted to give them a shout out more than anything, but unfortunately they filmed with the bag, so they're relevant. All right, moving on swiftly, um, let's go through the drawbacks of the Labour Party. See, the thing about Labour is, unfortunately, they have a tendency to be wibbly-wobbly in the moments of truth. Like, in the last election, they could not come up with a unified Brexit stance. And it just looks very weak, in, you know, just politically speaking. You need to have, you know, with, with foreign policy and things like that, you, there needs to be firm stance and, and unity in that stance, I suppose. You know, it just, it just, and you know, Brexit was just a shit show, but Labour, you know, if they had won, Brexit would have been an even worse shit show because these guys didn't even know where to start. And Jeremy Corbyn, as loved as he was, with all the Corbyn mania and all that, he was also hated by a lot of people. And it actually caused for Labour to lose a lot of seats and constituencies, such as Bolsover, Rover Valley, Blythe Valley, and Darlington. Interesting. All that work by Ramsey McDonald to put the seats in the building. Jeremy Corbyn undone it. And if we're just being brutally honest, there have been times where the leadership was just too emotional and was just trying to accomplish too much at once. And that's always got to be hard to sell to the British public. In the last election, Corbyn campaigned for free elderly care, free university, reducing the voting age to 16, reduced train tickets, and free broadband. It's great ideas. 
You know, I would give the Labour Party an, a ranking of 8 out of 10. Now, I, I try to be impartial and I know, you know, politics, whatever, so it's opinionated because one person is 1 out of 10, one person is 10 out of 10. But for me, if I'm looking at it from a just an observer's point of view, I'll give it an 8 out of 10, you know. Their core values of equality and helping the majority do make sense. And their history shows they've been serious about following through. On, on, on their core values and that's more what I was judging on not necessarily what the values themselves are just the fact that there was follow through but you know with any big changes you have to be strategic in your execution and in recent years it seems that Labour's focus has been more on people pleasing than on logistics and in the House of Parliament that will hurt you that will hurt you these guys are savages in there Let's look at the current situation here. We have Keir Starmer, who is the leader of Labour, and he's actually recently been in talks with Tony Blair, Gordon Brown, and a bunch of other political strategists. And he clearly has his target set on the next election. I'm curious, guys, do you feel like he can pull it off? Let's have a debate on socials. Hit me up, the links will be in the description. And I want to know what your thoughts are on Keir Starmer. But anyways, thanks for listening and be sure to subscribe and join the Political Pill Poppers gang. Woo! And I've also got uh, sources in the description if, you know, you just want more, more background info. Take care, guys. Bye-bye.